This is Jessica Alexander of Sanu St. Lucia, and you're listening to Caribbean Power Lunch. Podcast World. This is Caribbean Power Lunch, where we feature Black-owned businesses. I am your host, Kevin Valley, and today, all the way from St. Lucia, not from Denry. <laughs> nope, nope. No Denry segment today. No, 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 no. As much as I love a Denry segment. No, no, no. We're from Sulphur City, Soufre. Soufre, Soufre. That's where the um, volcano. Moment the, the Pitons. Piton. I love the Piton Bear. Yeah, well, that's the inspiration behind the Piton, the, the Piton Bear. Jessica Alexander, lifestyle curator. <laughs> Sanur. Sanu. Sanu, St. Lucia. That's, that's our St. Lucia. I know we've been, we've been practicing a lot of um, the, the French patois. The, the lingo, the lingo, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I've learned Lucian a lot. lingo. I learned there's a lot of key and san and all of that. <laughs> yeah. So, Jessica, you're here for the Cari Festa. I am. You know, know what capacity are you here? You're exhibiting what you're doing. You're showing off what you're doing. Yes. So, I, I'm here um, participating in Cari Festa 2019. I'm here under the umbrella of the St. Lucia um, delegation by courtesy of the St. Lucia Industrial and Small Business Association. Slizba. Slizba. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a director. <laughs> and so I was afforded the opportunity to come um, via them uh, and to come and showcase my business, Sanu St. Lucia. Figured Carafesta is a perfect opportunity to come and network, you know, plenty Caribbean islands, small business people, artisans, performers so perfect melting pot of everything you know the best of the caribbean that there is funny okay okay you know i was in saint lucia just last month well let's say early july right right on a, on a little business trip and it just happened to be around the carnival time yeah, mm-hmm. i don't know it's coincidence oh, yeah yeah, yeah right? sure. it was a, it was a sure. coincidence uh-huh. right but i got a lot of business stuff right all right and it was my first time in saint lucia and i when i got there you know i'm i'm a person i'm very big on energy right mm-hmm. the energy the people i got there and from day one it was just like i love this place nice you know the energy the people everybody's just so friendly everybody's calm it's yeah, just man. you know you, you just feel welcome it's like okay you're here okay well but i'm glad course, to have you here of course for sure you know and and there was this this um restaurant and bar that i went probably like five times it's kibis oh i love kibis <laughs> no i have to shout out kibis i love kibis oh, down yeah. on um rodney bay kibis is the plug but you know just going back to you know to the to the warmth and the friendliness of the solution people yes it has been a long time since somebody's come to do an interview in the cabin studios and they actually bring a gift for me <laughs> everybody comes they drink my rum <laughs> And they just they, they do the interview. They give me a mouse. Say, "I talks, eh? <laughs> let, let me know when the episode drops. All right, but you took the time. You brought me some some chocolate. Yes, some dark chocolate. Yes, sixty five percent. Yes, some tea. Yes." And you brought me some rum. Yeah, man. It's like you know me so well. It's like two of my favorite things. Aw. You know? Thank you very much. Sure, and, um, sure. And I'm glad that Rankin prepared you and I let you know everything that I like. Big up to Rankin every time. That's hilarious. So, I mean, I want to go back, right? So I couldn't find much information on you on LinkedIn. And you said there's a reason for that. Why are you hiding from the social media community? I'm not hiding. I'm being purposefully selective, right? So when I kicked off Sanu St. Lucia, you know, for me, it was more about showcasing and highlighting the best of St. Lucia. And it was not about, you know, pushing myself 
front and center. It was always, always more about the products and the best of St. Lucia. And as time went on and, you know, I started getting more out then persons wanted to understand who is this person that is so passionately, you know, plugging in for all of this. And then I realized, okay, there was need to kind of step into the limelight a little bit. But, you know, I still want to be to ensure that it's not me and my, you know, persona overshadowing everything else. So it's not about you. It's not, it's not, you see the name Sanu means our. Ah. So for me, it's not about, I mean, Jessica is the the force behind it, but it's more about everybody and everything St. Lucia. So you're the force, but it's really about the movement. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. But I want to know where this comes from, where this comes from though. So, I mean, just before we start the interview and I'm trying to peel back your past a little bit, I'm trying to do my own little, right. my own little research, right? But I realize it's like two hours has passed and, you know, it's actually time to start recording. <laughs> yes. All right. So I understand you grew up. So you grew up in Nam. Sufre. Sufre. Yes. Okay. But um, where does this, this whole national sick pride comes from? Because, I mean, you see many countries come with their whole buy local campaigns and everything, but you decided that here's what, I am going to put together these gift boxes that only St. Lucian products. Yes. Right. So, I mean, how do you mean you go about sourcing them? Or you make sure they have a certain quality control? Absolutely. You know, so Absolutely. Like, and what is the origin of all this? Like, I have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, for me, growing up in Sufre, I'm, I'm like, I would tell a lot of people, I'm like a bush tush. I grew up barefoot in the bush. My dad was an accountant and he kept a kitchen garden. And you say Denry's bush too? <laughs> Why you always keep talking about Denry though? But yeah, so I grew up very, you know, like down, grounded and down to earth. You know, a lot of um, traditional influence and that sort of thing. So that really has stuck with me and resonates with me. And then as I grew up and when I especially attended school um, from secondary school in the north, I was kind of the only one in my year from down, you know, Sufre. And um, in, over in St. Lucia, you know, people always give in jokes when you're not from city or from, you know, certain parts. Oh, yeah. So they were very um, confused that they saw me looking proper in terms of, you know, I could speak properly. My accent didn't sound like a South accent and that sort of thing. But I was very much from Sufre. So I've been having to plug in and be very like proud and 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 defensive of friend and 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 by extension now that's just carried over throughout my life and so and I believe St. Lucia is a place everybody talks about how special it is and sometimes a lot of us back home we kind of take it for granted like we know but we're not always hard repping or plugging in and well Sanu for me it just evolved from all of that you know to the point now that I feel like we St. Lucia definitely we were known for for the Pitons we're known for our Nobel laureates, but we're known for that warmth and that hospitality. And like, it's just like saying now, take it a step further and we can produce. We're ready to, you know, be on a, a global level in terms of um, other products and other services and that sort of thing that we we have. Okay. And you've been doing this for roughly seven years now. Yes. Almost eight years. Yes. This is 2012. Yes. And before you, before you're doing this full time. Yes. You had a job. Yes, I had, well, jobs. <laughs> yeah, you, what is that? It's not that you, you don't keep a job for more than six oh months. Talk God, to me about why that. why you busted my files? <laughs> <laughs> That's what this is about. Oh my goodness. Okay, so for me, um, I mean, I've worked in some very um, cool jobs. I've been a restaurant manager, been a spa manager. But for whatever reason, I, I can't put a finger on it. 
I just always would feel this tug or this itch when it would kind of get to that point where I would always be giving 100%. And I felt like a lot of the times, sadly, it was either underappreciated or it was being overly, I don't say taken advantage of, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that's one thing. If I'm trying to, and that's why, like I say with this, when I'm, I'm plugging in, I plug in hard. And if I feel like it's not I'm not getting the feeling that it's worth my while. Then I kind of, I don't say shut down, but then I, like, there's something that just happens that just kind of becomes like a cutoff point for me. So for me, when I, I worked for people, I was always very happy and passionate to go as hard as I could. But then if it got to a point where I wasn't feeling like it was resonating for me, I just, that was, it was always the case for me. In less than six months? No, six months about average. Okay. Yeah, I I think I feel I think that as people sometimes we let ourselves stay in things longer. We we know we have a gut feeling or something, you know, resonates a certain way for us, and we try to ignore it. You know, you know how many people I I know who are in jobs that say, "Oh my God, it feels like they're dying or they they can't take it," but they figure, you know, what is a means to an end, and I've never believed in that. So I believe for me. It was just a, a matter of time before I decided to just take my own course and I just had to figure out what it was. You know, that's really interesting because, I mean, most of the times when people stay in jobs, they don't really want to be in is because of financial reasons, that's yes. security reasons. Yes. So is it from so long ago that you didn't really care about that? Like, whatever, caution to the wind, I'm just going out. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to sound like a real renegade, but... You see, I tell people my value system. I believe like, you know, peace of mind, sense of purpose, legacy, all of these things play a very key role in what you do as a person. And for me, it's like I understand, you know, there's the thought that, you you know, you, you go to school, you grow up, you get a job and you, you know, you, you assimilate and you get into the flow of what's supposed to entail as you, you mature and as you grow. But then what happens is a lot of people go through the motions, they get, you know, they do everything, they get, you know, the job, the mortgage, marriage, whatever. And then when they hit 50, 60, then they looking back thinking, what if, or, you know, like, coulda, woulda, shoulda. And then it's like you spend the last portion of your life just reflecting and kind of feeling like, you know, a lot of regret. And so for me, I'm like... If anything, I rather do, you know, not like you say, throw caution to the wind somewhat, try and do whatever it is as I'm young and I'm able. And if this doesn't pan out, then, you know, you turn over that stone and you can push on and decide to jump into the whatever it is that will eventually pay your bills or whatever it is and um, know that you tried. But at the time... From 2012, you know, started this and at the time you just started yeah. quitting jobs after six months every oh minute. Oh my God, don't say it like that. <laughs> you would have had a couple of children well already, right? Well, yes. Yes. Yeah. Young children. I think it always would have been four at the time that you started. Yeah. Well, at that, yeah, at that time, yes. My firstborn was about three, four years old. Yeah. So there's that added responsibility and yes. still, you know, you just, you know, you just put on your Superman cape and... Well, the good thing is... I follow a lot of, um, there are a lot of people, obviously, especially now. Um, I'm happy that a lot of people have accessibility to that because I didn't have it. That they, they talk to you about ensuring you have a good support system. You know, you can't just be doing stuff like you mad. And I was fortunate that, you know, I 
basically had that. I had a partner at the time who was very encouraging, who realized that that was what my passion truly was and said, go for it and was willing to back me up, you know, at that point in time. So for me, it wasn't just, you know, like, okay, um, yeah, I have babies or whatever. And I, you know, I couldn't be, I couldn't have been bothered. I had somebody that was at that time supportive enough to say, okay, go, you know, go for it. And I had a lot of other people encouraging me to just explore it and see what the potential, you know, behind it was. Okay. So what actually got this business kicked off in 2012? How do we get started? (laughs) I know you told me there's a nice little story with your friend from New York. Yes, it's so hilarious. So (laughs) my girlfriend, I asked her to send me something over. Um, Actually, it was a swimsuit. (laughs) All right, it's not wrong with that. I just had my my son, and um, I was like, "Oh boy, I want to, you know, go to the beach, and I want something cute." And so I asked her to send it over if somebody traveling. And um, when it was tight, when they they got it to me, and I was telling her, "I'm gonna send you know the cash for it over," and she goes, "No, don't worry." And I'm like, "Girl, stop it." She's like, "Well, if you want, get me something." And I said, "Okay, so tell me whatever it is, I'll get it for you." And she gave me her little list. So I start going around everywhere looking for the little things, you know, the little treats and whatever she was wanting. And then when I got everything together, I just had it in like a plas- a plastic bag. And I, she and I are both very artsy. And so I was like, this is not cute. And so I looked around my house at the time and I put, I put everything into a basket that I had and uh, packaged it up. Took a picture back then it was BBM. And um I, I think I sent it to a few people. I put it as my display picture. She got it and um she started messaging me saying, Oh my god, thank you. Then people who were seeing the picture at the time were like, Wow, what is this? And I started getting a lot of good feedback. And I just started approaching a lot of different um agencies because people were like, go to the hotels, go to this, go to that. And I got a few breaks, you know, of SLHTA, shout out to Mr. Aziz, Nurani Aziz. He so gave me my first break. <laughs> so you mean, so people said, hey, you should approach them. And you just said, okay, cool, I'll approach them. Just Absol- like that. Absolutely. I called up. I said, is it possible? Who do I speak with? And I set up the meetings and went in, went with my little thing, did my little pitching saying, hey, here's what I'm doing. And so, wow, that's amazing because <laughs> lots of time people will display talent or display skill and some, something and people are like, hey, you should really go and do this. And you say, yeah, yeah, okay. okay. Not me. <laughs> and then, and then you go back to whatever they were doing before, right? Right. You say, okay, cool. Well, I'll set up a meeting. I'll call them. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll put up, put together some samples and mm-hmm. I'll get there. Like, yes, that was it. And that was my, the first um, instance, did that event. They took all of the packages I went to the event with. They used it in their prize giving ceremonies, cut me a check. I was like, hey, this is, yeah. And you got a check. I got a check. That was my first big check. I was like, what? I can get some good cash out of this. I almost spoke Patwa just now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. And so that was what boosted it all. Okay, good, good, good. So that, that boosted it. And then, all right, so. How, I mean, how long were you doing that before you decide, hey, let me leave this job? You know, it's been six months. <laughs> I swear to God. Because you, how, how long were you doing this full time? Oh, you mean the boxes, uh, the packages? Yeah. Okay. So now if you, if we're going to be very, um, I guess, specific, mm-hmm. I kicked off the boxes back in 2017. 2017, five years later. Yes. So no, I need to know what happened during that five years. 
<laughs> well, I did register. I was told to register the business. I registered it three years after kicking off. So I kicked off in 2012 and then I registered the business name in 2015. And then I also, that was my last job that I quit <laughs> at the time. And then I, um, I started off with a, a little bit of a setup in one of the major malls and I stayed there for a little while. And then, of course, as I said, you know, being a family woman, you know, I, I ended up having my last. And so I closed off that shop. But at that point, I'd already started getting a lot of traction uh, by via Instagram and Facebook. And it was also becoming kind of on trend to do a lot of pop ups. So there are a lot of little um, events and so on that were happening that I got the opportunity to take part in. And I realized that I could go that route with it. So, um, yeah, so that's been the evolution um, up to this point. As I said, 2017, after my last, six months after <laughs> having him, I kicked this off, took part in a trade show, used that as a launch pad for the boxes and never looked back ever since. And then you end up winning some awards. <laughs> Tell us about that. Well... I got the opportunity to present my, my business last year um, for an initiative called Startup Huddle. And um, by doing that, I became part of the network um, because they are part of the GN network, the Global Entrepreneurship ne um, Network. So there was the opportunity to attend a conference summit in Bahrain and I was selected to go. Unfortunately, as you know, business goes, there's always the highs and the lows. Mm -hmm. One of the lows for me was getting selected, being chosen to present, but not being able to have gotten funding to have been able to make it over there. Oh. So that was, I was very crestfallen. That was back in April this year. But then I did get uh, a bright spot in winning the Caribbean Startup Summit competition that the U.S. Embassy who, um, held for OECS countries. They asked for a 90 second pitch video saying why, what your business is, why you should get to go. And I got to be one of the two persons who won from St. Lucia Turton. So that was really, really huge and really cool. And so that would have been after you would have been perfecting your pitch from ever since. Well, yes, absolutely. And I'll tell you one I'll do you one better. So we were supposed to, because there was a pitch competition as part of the, the summit. In Barbados. Yes. Unfortunately. That's with my, with my guy that, Selwyn. Exactly. Right, Shout out to Selwyn. Selwyn. <laughs> All right, Selwyn Cambridge. Yes. So um, unfortunately, there was a mix up with the embassy. They didn't realize that they had to register for the winners separately to take part in the pitch competition. So all of us went over to Barbados thinking we were going to be part of the, the pitch competition. And they were like, no, because you guys didn't get registered, you know, and, and that sort of thing. Hold on. So I went there ready because I'm like, yeah, I'm taking this home and went there with everything. So the day the pitch competition happened, I, you know, I was supporting because we had one person from St. Lucia who was, um, who had, done it independently so he got to do it um, of course for everybody you know backing him up and chin the next day we had early morning like Q&A and before it started I went up to um, the host and I said to her I'm just wondering do you think there's any way any way even though the competition took place yesterday that I could get to still pitch because I came ready to do this you raise a pitch exactly and she goes you know what 
She's like, we're going to start the Q&A. You know what I want you to do? As soon as I say we're willing to take questions and, and open up the floor for it, shoot your hand up and just I'll call on you and you come down and you tell Selwyn you want to pitch. And then I did that. And then Selwyn was like, okay, you have like two minutes. So I ran, grabbed a box. Like I'd walked with the box. I grabbed a box. And then I came back, flying back and I start. And then everybody's like, woo. And then afterwards people came and like, wow, you did that. And that was really cool. Like, you know, even though there was the adversity of you didn't get to and anybody else would have figured like, man, I didn't get to, you know, do it. You still took initiative. And that's what Selwyn actually said to me. He's like, this is an entrepreneur. It's like, even though, you know, something happened, you didn't plan or you didn't figure that's what would have been the outcome. You still try to figure out a way around it. And I still got to pitch and there were Amazon people there, Facebook reps, Netflix, and they were all commending me on, on making that move. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Selwyn really loves to make that distinction between entrepreneurs and business owners. It's yes. a whole different mindset, a whole different drive, a whole different purpose and everything. Right. Right. And, you know, it seems like you always ready to pitch you. Absolutely. No matter what the situation is, you know what's going to happen? <laughs> Jessica, I want to hear you pitch right now. <laughs> I mean, I want to hear you pitch. All right. Sanu. All right. Sanu St. Lucia. Sanu St. Lucia basically is a curating company. We specialize in sourcing and packaging the very best of St. Lucia in a synergistic and, and a, no, now you put me on the spot. We make sure we source and we find the very best um, quality, not just in terms of how it looks, but in terms of um, what the product actually is. I actually work along with a lot of the, the companies that I use the products and I, I give them a lot of feedback. So I actually help with the, you know, the product testing, the, the packaging and, and that all of that sort of stuff. And I'm basically trying to just give persons the accessibility to some of the best things that I feel St. Lucia has to offer that a lot of the time, sadly, people just don't have accessibility to. You know, I was reading something while, um, oh, congratulations in the pitch. Excellent. 10 out of 10. <laughs> What's my price? You get an interview on Caribbean oh Power Lunch. <laughs> but um, yes, I was saying that I read that while researching you is that, that people say that the products that you provide, mm -hmm. they have quote unquote international quality and something something triggers inside me when people say hey, that is that looks like international quality like as opposed to what local quality so it's local quality lower quality than international quality so I mean like how do you how do you manage like quality assurance for when you're selecting all these local providers like do you do quality testing and everything or is it that I get a box and say hey Jessica this is nonsense what's this what's this soup you give me here that I have a rash <laughs> Wow. So, well, so I'll <laughs> okay. tell you though, honestly, everything that I end up putting into my boxes, I make sure I test them first. And I have a very, my threshold in terms of quality to answer the international, that question. Yeah. The sad reality is that, you know, when you grow up, especially on a small island, you know, what passes in terms of people figure they mix up something and they give it to you, even though the potency or the efficacy is there, they don't fine tune the what it comes in or, or whatever is the case. And a lot of people grow up being used to that. And so especially when you grow up in a, on an island where you don't have a lot of exposure, not now, but, you know, a lot of um, persons back, you know, in the past. But what about like just taking pride in your work, taking pride in your craftsmanship? 
it's also about scarcity, yeah, because you see in Saint, like Trinidad, a pit that against Saint Lucia, your packaging industry and that sort of thing. You guys are light years ahead. Um, from us back home, boy, you, whatever you get is what you have to take. Now, some people have a little bit more in their skill set in terms of you know how to put something together and make it look good. But most people's just most people just thinking of I have something I want to give it to you in a vessel that you know I can sell it to you at, and they don't think about all the other the elements and the other aspects. And so that's where I guess there's a, a gap. And I don't want to say it's not about blame or, or whatever, but it's recognizing like some people, they're 40, they can make whatever it is, but they might be lacking in their ability to to fine tune what the product looks like and, and the marketability of it. So that's where I came in, um, in a lot of instances, I would find something sometimes I'd see it, um, in its raw state, I would try it out. I would say, you know what, this is good, but guess what? In your packaging, maybe try this, maybe try that. And for a key example would be this company, the tea company. What's the name of the tea company? It's called the Enchanted Kettle. Mm -hmm. And I met them um, basically when they were starting off. And what happened was they were hand making their boxes. Now, the, the design of the box in itself was, you know, cute. But the material that they used to make the box, if there was any moisture it would totally ruin, you know, the look of the box. And so what I did was I, again, with all my networking and and over and all, all of that over the years, I had a friend who has a packaging, a custom packaging um, business. And so I set up that meeting and they were able to get the boxes now made uh, of a better quality cardstock and the finish is a little bit of a, a kind of a semi-gloss. So, you know, that definitely bumped up how well their packaging is because the packaging was a very key seller um, for them. People liked that it was an odd shaped box. They liked the, the artwork of the design and all of that. But it was just, you could tell that, you know, the material itself that the boxes were made from was not the, the best quality. So that was an example of that. And even for, um, take it a step further, like um, this other company, um, No Talk Schools, shout out to Agnes. No Talk Skills. No Talk Skills. What does that do? No Talk Skills is a, let me tell you, this company came out and has taken St. Lucia by storm. It's a, a, someone, someone I met who came and recognized that there was so much potential to create a skincare line using the best ingredients that we had in St. Lucia. And she, you know, came up with all her formulas and basically needed somebody to create them in large quantity. And so that gave way to setting up where she now um, works along with the company that actually does the production. And so that was another key business that I was able to have a little bit of a hand in, in terms of helping, um, because I recognized what she was wanting to do. And I knew the company that um, would be best able to execute or not. So that was where I became an, a little bit of an uh, intermediary. So even as you're saying, in terms of quality and so on, especially in, in, in the case with No Talks, she was coming from the US. So I kind of already knew what, I guess, her expectations or what she was wanting to execute on. So she had international expectations? Well, if you want to call it that, but I, like I explained to you, it is what it is. We we have to call a spade a spade. Right. So that was one of the, I, I feel like for me, that was a very, 
a key one for me in terms of, but I've, a number of other ones, even the chocolatey reference. Mm-hmm. The young lady, I, I've known her when we both are from the same place. And when she Sufra? came... Yeah, she's from Sufra, but she lives in Canaries. And when I saw her at the same trade show that I launched the boxes, I said to her, I didn't know you make chocolate. She goes, yes. And then I've just been like plugging in and trying it out and talking to her and encouraging her because there's so much that people see... You know, the final product, but they don't know the struggle. There's so much behind all of these businesses that I, over the years, I've just kind of got been privy to to knowing because I try to make sure I know what it is that's behind each product. And so even with her, as I've came here, I brought some samples and people have been giving me such rave reviews. And I tell her, you know, what the people are saying and the feedback and and she feels good. And those little things give the other business people that I, I associate with such a boost because sometimes we're doing what we're doing. We might feel confident, but I always tell people sometimes it's not even, I'm not saying of course money is important, but it's really kind of seeing your customer's reaction. You have no idea how many times I give people a box and people just like, and I, I'm just sitting there like, okay, like I, it feels good, but I'm like, you really don't, feel like so they get really excited they go crazy insanely insane. like i people in england people telling me my aunts and them can't there was a lady i just recently ordered a box i brought dropped the box she opens it she goes you know i feel i want to keep the box i'm like but you say it's for whoever she's like no i, I want to keep the box i'm like wow. <laughs> yeah so for me what i keep in mind is if it were me and i was getting this what would I want to get? What would my yeah. reaction, what would I want to feel? So it's, it's invoking that and ensuring that it's not just visually invoking, but it's whatever is in there. When you do take it and you do use it, which I'm sure like when you try the chocolate yeah. and the tea, you'll probably be like, boy, this is, you know, some good stuff. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting to kind of decipher what it is that that really gets people excited when they get the box. Because I mean, it's, so it's a box where you got some facial products, you got some coconut milk lotion, you got yep. two soaps. And these the soaps is like the size of ho- hotels open away. Yes. You got the tea. Yes. But I think, I mean, what, what really gets people excited is that, you know, this is like, it's artisan stuff. It's, yes. It's indigenous to exactly. St. Lucia. Like, it's like you brought some of your country yes. here for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why I got excited when he brought the chair when she served rum for me. I got really excited. <laughs> you saw how excited I got. Absolutely, <laughs> totally. Yeah. So, wait, wait what, what would I uh, mean? I see this box is, is a lot of stuff for women, you know, got the facial products mm-hmm. and all that. Like, if a man was to get a box, yeah. right? What um, where would he get other than the chairman's rum? <laughs> so, the male box, actually, this company, she makes a male, a masculine soap. It's called. Um, Look, I forget the name of their soap. Eh, Misdemeanor. And it's a charcoal-based soap. Ah. Yeah, and that one is a very popular one. Back home, you know, men like to feel like they they paving and they want, they don't want sweet smell and stuff, like not mm. fruity or floral. So this one has a lot of, it has sandalwood. It has some good oh, tones yeah, we love in there. Sandalwood, yeah. yeah, and then to go with that, I also do, we have back home, a loofah that grows locally that people say is so scarce. And when they see it, like every... It grows? Yeah, it grows on a vine. It looks like a cucumber. You, think you could you could put on your body and scrub your scalp? Yeah, 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 the oh, loofah. Wow. It grows. It looks like a cucumber. You take that, you dry that. Back home, we call it tonchon. Tonchon? Tonchon. Tonchon. <laughs> 
And then That's I, all. Yeah, and men, it seems to be, I mean, it's popular for both um, male and females, but men more especially feel like, yeah, you know, like they don't want a poofy mm-hmm. loofah like yeah, what women yeah, have. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that, so yeah. 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 You, want, you want a touch all. <laughs> so yeah, so now a mailbox and as women want something like coffee, even the tea I brought you, mm-hmm. um, that's very popular with, with guys. Yeah. Um, what's, what's the masculine about that tea that you brought for me? What's the masculine about it? Then it's all about the nuances. It's about bringing ah, you down memory lane. Like guys, yes. remember Granny make them some lingerie tea. That was that was ah, what oh, I brought you. Oh, that's why you gave me that story before you yes, gave me tea. I was like, yes. what you What's a grandmother? Yeah, tell me what so lingerie <laughs> tea is like a citrus leaf tea. Everybody grew up. If you you know, if you reallusion and you have a Granny or auntie or somebody, you know that they give you some lingerie tea. And a lot of people, as they grow older. They kind of lose, you know, all these lingettes. Lingettes. Oh, I love a French word. So, what is in what is any lingettes? It's a citrus leaf, so it's like whether it's your sour orange or yeah, you go and pick a few leaves, L'angette. wash it and 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 steep it. So mm. yeah, and it has some really good flavors. It has good benefits in it as well. You know, Granny. Once Granny give it to you, you know, it's it's good stuff. Okay. Yeah. So a mailbox would have any of that. Um. I also, I what I've not um made reference to is um these bracelets. I ended up started making them um just for myself. Um, the seeds that they're made from, it's something also, it's a nostalgic thing. A lot of people call them bush beads. Um, in English, they're called job stairs. And everybody that sees this go, oh my God, I remember as a child going and playing in the bush and picking these. And you would not believe, I even here in Trinidad, people, a lady come, oh my God, these jumbie beads. I'm like, that's what you're I like, calling. I like, I like that quick Trinidad accent there. I love that. <laughs> I try and I try and the lady come, oh my God, this is jumbie beads. I'm like, that's what you're calling. And she goes, yeah, you know, I long it. I see. I'm like, boy, everybody has the same story saying. So I started making them and then taking it a step further got popular i personalize them with you know being able to put a, a charm on it so mm. and then men started asking about and you know y'all 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 have thicker wrists and yeah, so on yeah, yeah. We only so, beats. yes Strong. <laughs> so Char, cool. i i had to get um innovative <laughs> i had to get innovative and i actually created a male version to it um and that was sparked off by two male creative friends of mine one's an artist and one is uh, a jewelry maker. Um, he's actually the one who um, did this crystal necklace for me from Sufre. Shout out to Shanae. <laughs> Sufre have talent, but... Oh my goodness. You don't know Sufre is a bread basket of St. Lucia. Well, who is waving a Sufre flag? Hi, <laughs> well, no, Sufre, we don't have a flag. We're not a republic. Mm. Next time I'm going to interview somebody from me, Denry. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Henry segment. I don't know what Henry dream was. Yeah, I love Henry. <laughs> but yeah, so I did a bracelet. So in a mailbox, you'd probably get a male version of that. That's been pretty popular. Even taking it a step further, I I have guys saying, "You have nothing black. You have nothing black." So I have to go now in the beads and dig and and look for the dark ones. So, so your big hit in Saint Lucia now? Pretty much. I, I don't want to, you know. It's okay. No, your big hit in Saint Lucia. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. So and this popular this popularity you know, is all like a grassroots movement. It's all from from just from starting with your friend yes. going over to these various chambers yes. and then everybody see it and then just word of mouth. Yes. All right. So 
But how do we scale? So we we all all in St. Louis. So we start in Souffre. Mm-hmm. We all in Rodney Bay. Mm-hmm. We in Castries. Mm-hmm. All over the place, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And um, boxes have reached Paris. Boxes reach Paris. I, I just about to ask. Boxes reach Canada, US, Sweden, all over the place now. Yeah. But those that's from the St. Lucian diaspora. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, absolutely. But how do how do we get out to the St. Lucian diaspora and into even? All right, let's just say we we go into the Caribbean diaspora. Yes. You know how do, how do we how do we get there? Well, I the one of the key things for me was when I attended the summit. Um, the, when I did the renegade pitch, that's what I like to coin it as. Renegade the pitch. That's renegade. what is a hashtag renegade pitch. <laughs> I actually, yes, I, right. I, I I've it. coined that. Um, I got feedback from there was the Amazon rep and as well as another. Uh, she's a business capacity building um, specialist. Yeah, she has a job. T- so she has a job title. Yeah, yeah, you know already. So, <laughs> so she said to me when she she heard me pitch, she asked me a couple of questions. She said, "Listen, your market, your real market, is not in your country. Boom. You need to have these available globally." She's like, "This is a novelty thing. People would pay money for this." And so I've, I'm not going to let the cat out the back too much, but I'm presently working on getting it to the point where it's basically going to be available to people. The click, you know. Click okay, so but in a website, so we could order it online. Not yet, but the website come in. It come in in, a, in conjunction with some other platforms. I know, I find seven years, I find, I find we should have a website. So. Ah, I agree, I agree. But you know how it is with, with you know, business, balancing business, yeah, balancing yeah, being okay. a mommy and all of that. All yes. right, all yes, right. Yes, yes. No, don't give me pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're playing mommy card. You're leaving jobs after six months, but now you're a mommy. <laughs> well, uh, no, that one, you can never leave that one. Eh? So, so that one definitely have to play a role you know all right so seven years in business we're all over st lucia mm-hmm. we we're on the we had an inflection point where we could um, go to scale internationally yes. already distributing to our friends and family yes. abroad in yes. paris yes. germany or mm-hmm. wherever yes. switzerland or where, what have you I right all right okay but it's a matter of time all right yeah what sort of help and support do you have do you have a team in place that's helping do all of this so what I like to say is that in the entrepreneurial community, we actually have to be each other's keeper. All right. Sister. So, yeah, because I'll tell you what, a lot of people have said to me, thank you so much for taking the time, checking out my product, giving it to me raw, telling me, you know what, your quality of your product itself is good, but your packaging or your packaging is on point, but you need to you know, play around with this, that, or whatever. So for me, I'm still a one woman show for the most part, but it's a case where I have such a good rapport with the businesses that I work with that they basically, we you know, we all are each other's keeper. Do you mentor people and stuff? Unofficially, yes, somewhat. I actually, even with the Startup Huddle um, initiative that I referenced, when I got to pitch, they gave me this whole surprise thing of the day that I was doing my presentation. They had a gaggle of girls from my alma mater. Shout out to SJC. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on before we wait, hold on. A, a what of girls? A gaggle of girls. That, that's a that's the collective pronoun. That, that, that's, that. I just try and start make it sound cute. A little group of girls. I don't want to say group no, of I, girls. Is that part of the patois? It's not. That, that's oh, actually that, oh, that's, that's actually like a proper. Yeah, okay. they're not even like Lucian's probably thinking like, gaggle, what's that? Okay, okay. And what's that school you were big enough, SJC? 
SJC, St. Joseph's Convent. They had um, a part of the, the audience were, was a little group of young ladies from there. And let me tell you, their feedback afterwards, I swear, because I remember being them. And, you know, we'd have career day or people come into us. And there's always a lawyer or a doctor or whatever. And they said to me, um, especially with a lot of the, a few of the girls who were art students and so on, they said, we never have people that decide to do, go in the creative industry or, you know, that sort of an area that they get to have come and speak to them or, or that sort of a thing. And the questions and they were like literally on. And then it, I'm guessing, obviously, the fact that I was giving away little tokens, you know, obviously kind of even um, incited the excitement that much more. So that for me, I was like, wow, coming full circle, having been on the other side of that and seeing now these girls looking at me and feeling like, oh, okay, if I, I'm not aware if I want to go the route of going into, you know, creative field. Because that's what it is. You know, we grow up and our parents, they have the best intentions, but you see when you want to be entrepreneurial. And that's why I said I'm happy now. There's so much exposure to content relating to that because when I wanted to do when I was doing, like I said, thank goodness, I did have a partner who understood because everybody looking at me like, yeah, okay, this is probably like a little hobby, a little itch, a little whatever, you know, and even now still like, for example, my mom, she looking at me, yeah, I'll be like, mom, I go in Trinidad, I got to go to Bali. She's like, okay, that's nice. That's, that's nice. Good. That's good. That's good. But then, you know, she's still looking at me like, you know, like, is this really going to pan out? Because I mean, at the end of the day, she's a mom yeah. and I'm sure she just wants to know that anything I decide to do, it's going to be worth the while um, that I can take care of myself and my kids. So, I mean, it's not for the the weak hearted or, or that sort of a thing. You really have to believe in what it is that you're deciding you want to go and do. So back in 2012, a lot of people were thinking like, okay, this is a little hobby. And um, I've gotten people who've come and said, you know what, you inspire me because as much as you've had the, the little setbacks and like you say, like certain things like you'd figure I, I'm supposed to have a website, et cetera, et cetera. It's like they see me still getting up, pushing, grinding and they see me popping up. They'll see the little features and a little this. Like I walk around now and people go, you look familiar. I'm like, okay, well, you probably see me. Maybe Calabash, maybe on this, whatever, mm. this feature, this feature. And they're like, yeah, 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 I see. And I see. They can't hide anymore, Jessica. You have clearly, to stop hiding and clearly, step out in the spotlight clearly. that you deserve. No, don't say that. Don't say that. Don't worry. At Sanu can take the spotlight. I'll go in the bush. <laughs> barefoot exactly you know, Jessica you seem to be having a lot of fun doing this you seem to be yeah. like you've been having a lot of fun for, for sure. the past seven years mm -hmm. but I want to I want to look and see all right what's next and not just what's next in the immediate step right so what I like to do is I like to kind of reverse engineer where I, where I want to end up mm -hmm. right so I mean if you're looking at your ultimate goal yes where you want to end up is on your fifth day whatever it is mm -hmm. all right tell me what that looks like Okay, so as I one of the things I mentioned is legacy. And we've mentioned the fact that I'm a mom. Mm -hmm. So for me, that is if you want to say what the what is the fuel to me being the drive, it would be my children and not just saying, Okay, I create a company. It's kind of a handover. Cause even the name Sanu, I always tell people it's deliberate because it's a conversation starter. People go, What? What is that? Then I start to break it down. I'm like, that's my Patwa 
language and that's what this translates into. So that's already kind of a little way of preserving a little bit of dilutionness. And then taking it a step further, like I say, taking something that was traditional like this and presenting it in a, a fresh way and people who knew about it liking it and people who just get into know about it being able to appreciate it. So for me, it's, the, it's still trying to retain things that, that, that the nuances, illusionness, but it's we're carrying it and trying to present it and evolve it. Even the soaps, for instance, I don't have any of it there, but there's um the Glory Cedar and, and certain other soaps. Like Glory Cedar, when I, I was a child, I grew up, you bathe in that. They take their leaves and they put you to bathe in that when you have skin rashes and stuff like that. No, wait, what? <laughs> That's why I tell you, Bush. <laughs> glory, the glory who? Glory cedar. They say glory cedar, I think, but it's this very um, strong scented. It's a tree and it has some, the leaves and it's really good for heat rash and eczema and stuff like that. Okay. So they make soaps and stuff like that. Friend. But, and the, the tea. So it's like you taking these, all these good things and you figure in how to package it and you still get in the same, you know, nuances in there. So for me, it's, the children, they get in to see, you know, me building something that's taking, pulling from, you know, from my own upbringing, carrying it into a new way and maybe hopefully giving them something that they figure that they can, there's continuity and their ability to build up and to carry on. And also just giving just everybody, not just St. Lucians, but anybody who comes to St. Lucia and falls in love with St. Lucia, the ability to get their little piece or their little bits from St. Lucia. And then be able to not just take memories, but also be able to have things that can help them, you know, remember the fondness and the, the great things that they they love about the country. But to finally answer your question, down the line, to me, Sanu, take it a step further. It's not just about St. Lucia. And for me, even Carafesta is an attestment to the fact that as Caribbean people, we all have like an underlying similar, there's a lot of things that are similar. Like, even though you might call it something or, you know, whatever is the case, it's always, there's always a similarity. Like when I was looking for the coasters this evening. <laughs> you tell me it's Maxi. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, you say oh. you, you, you say you're walking by the coasters. <laughs> um, I'm like, what? Coasters? That's not where you just put your glass on when you. Oh, goodness so yes i tell you coasters because home them big things they calling it coasters but yeah yeah and then you say maxi i'm like if you say maxi i might have thought it's like a little bus like the i don't know what you're calling it eh? but a bus you can say a bus i don't know but yeah, we know what a bus is i don't know but anyway yes. so so for me even um the name island boxes the hope is that as time goes by I can start to pull, um, like Carifesta for me is very eye-opening because I'm I'm networking with a lot of persons from other islands and I'm asking them, like, do you export? Do you have it, you know, your products, other places, other islands? And hoping that it can be that this is a platform for anybody or everybody. Like, let's say you're a person, you've visited like a number of I islands and you come mm -hmm. and you say, Boy, when I'd gone to Nisha, I like Chemins. But when I went to Vincent, I'd like this and I'd like that. And then hopefully you can maybe get a little bit and it becomes that. 
So it becomes Sanu Caribbean. Exactly. I'm glad you said it because that's, yeah, that's one of the things I've been saying. And, and a lot of people go like, huh, okay, we'll see how Did that pans out. you register name as yet? I'm not yet, but I'm mm, going to as soon as I get hurry. back home. <laughs> you better hurry. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. For sure. Okay. Well, Jessica, this has been, this has been really great. Yeah. So what I want to do before we wrap is mm-hmm. I want to give you open mic. Yeah. Open forum, open platform. Yes. To say anything that you might want to say that we haven't covered as yet. All right. So Sanu St. Lucia. Well, you're just ready with that. Eh, but of course, always have to be ready. You hear what I tell you? I was ready to pitch. I always have to be ready. All right, let's go. Let me yeah, so Sanu St. Lucia, you know, the hope is it's, it's going to evolve. It's going to evolve past it just being, you know, products. For me, Sanu St. Lucia is a lifestyle. I live it. I wake up every day. It's not just products. It's what I eat what I use, I plug in for a lot of, you know, like clothing, even this shirt, this, this shirt is something that I created because I wanted to have a way to kind of be able to go and represent, you know, for my country without having to open my mouth and it. Nobody has to hear my accent or ask me where I'm from. So I think that for me, my thinking is however it can translate that you you rep for for not just St. Lucia, but for the, the region. I think we as Caribbean people, we're so proud. And we have such rich, you know, traditions and cultures and that sort of thing. And for me, that's what I want Sanu to translate into. Not just Sanu, St. Lucia, but Sanu, the name and the brand and the business to translate into that. So we're looking at, at taking over everything. We're going to, you know, hopefully have a publication, a podcast. Yeah. Uh, it, it, of course, and maybe in time to come when you come to Zainush, I tell you, come to my podcast. All right. Yeah, all right. man. So it's it's definitely trying to cross into all the different areas that, you know, we can bring that Caribbean influence into. Yeah, but I think you'll get it done. I, I, you definitely have to drive. Yeah. You have the hustle. You have the grit. Yep. So, I, I mean, I can't wait to see Sanu. Guyana, Sanu, Trinidad, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, man. Podcast World, there you have it. Our St. Lucia with Jessica Alexander. Thank you so much for having me. Subscribe to Craven Power Lunch at CravenPowerLunch.com slash subscribe. Check us out on CastBox, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And with that, Podcast World, St. Lucia. Denry, Sufre, Sufre Massive, (laughs) Jessica. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Podcast World, Cabin Studios, we are out.